Hey, Business Casual listeners. I've been using the Brio air purifier for a little under a month, and I'm highly impressed with the performance. It has drastically improved my indoor air quality, and its patent advanced particle removal technology is second to none. It's also incredibly convenient to use and maintain, making it an ideal choice for anyone looking to improve their home air quality. I've noticed a few cool things so far. You can feel the air becoming clean. It dries out the air a bit, so using this with a humidifier would be ideal for those who like to retain some moisture in the air. My ceiling fans, where I use Brio most often, has less dust buildup. Some need to know starter info. When I first plugged the Brio in and let it run, it had a strong plastic smell due to high heat injection molding residue. Wiping the Brio down with soap, water, and a microfiber cloth, then allowing it time to fully dry helps significantly. Um, a surprise use case I did not expect was when my wife was cooking and the salmon got away from her and the smoke in the house started to fill the kitchen. I quickly grabbed a towel and began to fan the smoke from the smoke detector, not to wake up my sleeping six month baby. I realized this would be an excellent job for Brio. I grabbed it from the living room and plugged it into the kitchen, making the job of not setting the smoke detector off a breeze. In just two weeks, it helped my air quality and dust accumulation and helped stop my baby from waking up. Do you even have to ask? Yes, I recommend the Brio. As a special offer for my listeners, use code MILES, M-Y-L-E-S 15 to get 15% off the Brio. And let me know what you think about this incredible machine in the comments. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Business Casual. I'm your host, Miles Brown. And today's topic is about partnerships. Um, Learning what to look out for. Learning what you want in a partner learning if you even need a partner. Um, This won't be an all-inclusive thing, but this is just some key things to look out for when starting that partnership journey. One thing that I learned with um, looking for investors, partners, and business is that you cannot get caught up in the hype because once the hype is over you're going to have to look at the numbers and if the numbers don't make sense then you don't really have a good partnership because it needs to be laid out very clear how someone gets compensated how much equity that person wants in the company for what type of stake that they're putting up, if it's money, if it's capital, if it's um, a skill set that they bring to the table. All of those things need to be written down and put very specifically in that contract, very specific in that contract to make sure you are dealing with a logical contract and not an emotional we got you hype on a sales pitch 
this is what we can do for your company. I've been involved in um, businesses where somebody brought me the idea and I invested in their business. I've been the person who has had the idea and brought in investors. And I've been the person who thought I needed an investor and realized very quickly that I don't. But some of the key things that help you determine, one, do you have the finances to actually do this? That's one of the biggest things that people need to come clean with. It might be a great idea. You may think you can garner funding very, very quickly for this idea. But is what you're trying to do so far out of your financial realm that it may need to be something that you put as a later goal. Like maybe I have to accomplish X, Y, and Z before I can really do this type of investment. Let's just take real estate. There's a lot of no money down ways to get into real estate, but as a long-term investment or even a short-term investment, you may not get the bulk of the blessings out of it. And you could be taking on some very high risk. Let's just say you're trying to fix rehab and flip, fix and flip these properties. The property may be really, really good from the outside looking in until you start gutting and breaking down walls and you see plumbing issues, you see electrical issues, you see foundational issues, you see roofing issues that really may don't need to be taken care of this instant, but they will eventually need to be taken care of. That could cut into your profit. And having a the right partner in that situation, a partner could come in and say, hey, Um, because I'm putting my money up, I'm going to look over this deal with a fine tooth comb again. And great partners help you extract potential pitfalls. It's not them being a Debbie Downer on your idea. It's them highly scrutinizing whether it's a good idea for them to invest or not. And a lot of times when we have the idea, it's hard to hear somebody poke holes in this and that and, you know, like, is really hard, but honestly, it could save you a ton of money um, later on by making sure multiple eyes have looked over this deal and they see value enough to put their own money up. That's a good reason to have a partnership. A bad reason to have a partnership is I'm scared to put up my own money to do something. If you're scared to put up your own money to do it, chances are somebody else is not going to want to put their money up to help you do it anyway. So this idea of, oh, I need to find a partner. I need to find a partner. No, maybe you need to find a better deal. Maybe you need to find a better product. Maybe your service needs to be fine-tuned and tweaked. Because a lot of times, if you need funding, it shouldn't be because you have the funding and you just don't want to put it up. It should be because 
whatever you've done has scaled so quickly and so fast that you have to bring somebody in to help uh, with supply orders, um, to help uh, get labor, staffing, you know, like maybe you took on, like this from the cleaning business, you take on like a, uh, a deal where you got like five or six really huge properties out of state. It may be beneficial to say, well, hey, we got these contracts on the, we got these uh, facilities on the contract. It may make sense for us to go partner with a company that's already well established in this area and break them off something for helping us staff this thing, uh, use their human capital and really scale that that situation until either you guys can say, hey, thank you for helping us find all of the staffing. You guys are boots on the ground. Here's a fee for doing this. So we partner with you for this fee or make them an equity partner in those contracts where they get a certain percent off of their obligation and what they brought to the table. A fair, something fair, you know. And a lot of times in partnerships, what people don't understand, good partnerships, everybody's when everybody's eating. But bad partnerships are when they pose you something that looks good and then you get into it and you're doing all the work. I've been in those situations as well where um, a very large company contracted me to take over hotels and, you know, you staff a, a house cleaning staff and overnight janitorial and maybe 30 people you have to hire within a 30 day time frame. You go out there, you hire those people, you put them in position, you get all of their paperwork right. Everything's on the up and up. The contract is moving forward. The human capital, the labor is working beautifully. The checks are coming in on time from the uh, contracted company, the hotel. But what ends up happening is because the deal wasn't done correctly, they cut me because they got what they wanted. Instead of me saying, hey, this will cost you uh, 10 bands up front for me to put everything together plus X, Y, and Z, they're like, we'll give you a percent of the monthly contract every month. But the terms were hidden in the contract to where I didn't see at the time where they could terminate for any reason at any cost. So I had done nothing wrong, but I had done my job so well that I worked myself out of a job. They didn't need me anymore. They had the staff. They could pick from the people that they had. They were paying pennies. They could pick from them to to be overseers for just a small dollar or two increase. And boom, I'm gone. In that case, that partnership worked well in the beginning. But because of the lack of foresight on my end, I didn't realize that I should have done that as a contract. Like, you want me to staff 30 people? It's going to cost X amount per person that I staff. It's going to cost this amount of money to train them. And it's going to cost this amount of money when you decide to cancel the deal. 
whenever that may be. And there would still be money left on the table and everybody would be a win-win. They don't have to do the running around and all of the, the legwork, but we all benefit. So that's those are other things to watch out for during partnerships too. Not every partnership involves equity into your company and taking your company. There's a lot of people who partner with businesses on a contract basis. And it's good to know who's a contractor, one-time type of jobs, and who you're trying to establish a long-term business with. Both are necessary to survive. You need long-term contracts. You need one-time jobs. They both go hand-in-hand. The one-time jobs can put you over your monthly expected um, revenue, especially when one-time jobs are just coming left and right. But the long-term jobs sustain you through the droughts where we have long-term year, two-year, three-year contracts in place. And we've built a rapport and and a affinity with the staff to where they trust us. They want to do work with us specifically. They're not looking to look anywhere else. And those partnerships are really great um, to have on your side. Other things to look out for during partnerships are people who want to invest money into an idea or a product and they see the value of it. But then later on, to gain more of your business, they try to downplay your company as well. Now, I've had this happen to me with my patent holding company. We have a a retail item that we're going to be putting out pretty soon. We've had conversations with big box retailers um, to actually bring this product to market. And we're very close to a deal. But a month or two before... I was being told that uh, I'm not ready. I've made mistakes. So that disqualifies me from being a, a good uh, CEO because I've made mistakes, even though I learned from those mistakes. And it's one of those things where you, you kind of figure out everybody who wants to be a part of your company isn't there to share equity and to share a good thing. Some people are there to try to take it over and just them getting a foot in the door by putting up their money. That's enough. A lot of times for them to steal your company because Majority stakeholders have ways of manipulating things in their favor after a while to the point where they don't necessarily need you anymore. Once again, they they saw, okay, the buy-in price was X amount. I gave you that. I see that you're trying to cultivate this product or service in a way in which you're prioritizing maybe quality over quantity, but the investor, all they see is a return. They partner with you because they know you've done it and you've put it together. But then sometimes they think, well, 
I want to just scale this as fast as possible. I'm not as concerned about quality. I don't care about messing over this person or that person. And for these one-time jobs or these bigger opportunities, they're willing to pull the quality staff from the product or service that has been feeding the company thus far and putting all hands on deck into acquiring new properties and new product lines while the current one that's sustaining everything suffers. So it's a huge gamble. And a lot of these people who are investing money, they're doing it as tax write-offs anyway. So they want a return on their investment, but they would have had to get rid of this money anyway. And so by them being greedy, a lot of times, because you deal with a lot of greed and investment, and that's why it's very important to know what's the motivation for this person to come in. Are they passionate about this product? Are they passionate about this service? Or are they just a financial money backer? And if they are just a financial money backer, I wouldn't give enough equity in my company to make me not have certain decisions. Like once they get a seat at the table, uh, my, my, my cousin always tells me this, my uncle, really. He always says, you can hire your own headache by bringing in these partners and these investments. Whatever you do, don't hire your own headache. Somebody who's going to checks and balance you when you've, you've literally grown the business, the, the product, the service, you've, you've built it from the ground up. And now you have somebody telling you it doesn't work or it will work better if X, Y, and Z. And take the criticism. If there's something real there, don't be so like, oh, I'm I'm the only person that knows anything. No. Take the criticism, evaluate it, but make a decision that sits right with you. Because a lot of things that these investors do, they're great as they're salesmen themselves. They're selling on you taking their money. And at the same time, who you hire and who you partner with truly determines the trajectory of any business or um, yeah, any business that you partake in. So understand that you could be hiring your own headache by taking an investment. And that's why I say know when you actually need a partner and when you don't. I thought I needed a partner for the project that I'm currently trying to bring to market. It's been in research and development and prototyping for about five years, which seems very, very long. But I've been um, self-investing in this product out of my own pocket. No partners, no investment. I've been teaching myself engineering. I've been teaching myself uh, sales pipe management. I've been teaching myself overseas manufacturing. I've been teaching myself um, prototyping as far as with the engineering. So there's so many things that come into developing a product, hiring staff, putting the certain people on your team that know more than you. And if you don't have these things in place, it's going to be quite hard to level up. It's going to be quite hard to grow faster than your knowledge 
because in growing any business, the team is the most important aspect. You can't grow faster than the talent that you have on your team because what you don't know can hurt you and what you don't know can slow your proje- your projections down, can slow everything down. So the last part that I just want to leave you guys with, before you get a partner, exhaust all measures that you can do on your own. Exhaust everything. Everything. Because sometimes it's a time thing. Maybe you just have to wait a little longer. Uh, maybe you f- you find a way to do it for a lot less money. Maybe you find someone who wants to do a deal where they'll fund the first 5,000 units out of their pocket just because they believe in it so much. Um, and they just want the margins off of putting it in their retail store. So here you get a check for a hundred grand, 70, 80, a hundred grand. That money is enough for you to take over to your manufacturer to uh, get the mold done. If you have injection molding that's needed to get the, the wire bending done, if it's something metal, you'll have the capital to have those things mass produced and you didn't have to come out of pocket. All you had to do was prove your concept with a really great prototype, patent that idea legally so that you own the rights to it, trademark the branding of the actual product, and then bring that product to suitable retailers that match your your, your skew, what you're trying to uh, be a part of. You know, if it's men's clothing item, Look at all of the department stores you can. If it's a uh, plumbing item, go to Home Depot, Lowe's, all of those big box retailers. Every, everything that can be bought or sold has a distribution that's already running and moving. You just have to find that person. Find those pieces to, to lock in and connect. And a lot of times having a good partner that's already in that industry that can open up those doors... That's a reason to bring somebody in as a partner. It may not even be about the money. It may be about the connection that this person has that makes them infinitely more valuable than somebody with a blank check. Y'all got all of the money. Y'all spending all the money on prototyping and research, but y'all can't get the doors open at the retailers because there's no relationships that's been built through distribution pipelines. There's no successful records in this specific um, category of business that you can point to for banks to go, oh yeah, I see your track record. Let's move forward with funding these guys and giving them a, a nice check to finish this deal. So really take time to, to understand if you need a partner, what type of partner you need? Do you want to do a contract with this partner or do you want to open your business up to equity, uh, giving away equity for this partner? Or do you want to evaluate 
whether you even need a partner in the first place because you might just need a mentor you might need somebody that's just been there and done it that can help you navigate some pitfalls and show you how to do things much cheaper than what you research on google hopefully this has uh edified you and helped you understand partnerships a little bit better until next time i'm your host miles brown grab the brio air quality is such a understated topic in today's society but um Purchasing the Brio really does help this podcast. Uh, Miles15 is the offer code for you to save 15%. The technology in this freaking air purifier, like that meeting with Larry going to his his um, his lab slash office where they create these mind-blowing technologies, patented technologies that will revolutionize above the HEPA filter because there's particle, particle charged um, components to this filter. There's um, just completely new technology that is helping not only clear your air, but keep filter maintenance down. Because once you have a bad filter, I mean, you're really not clearing the air. You're just blowing bad air around. So to cre- for Larry and his team to at Agentis Air to create the Brio, which has done things so different than the regular HEPA filters. This is one of those companies that I want to back. I want to um, champion people who are innovators in their field and who are making strides to bring humanity a clear, more concise way of living. Simplicity and quality of life to living and Larry and the Brio and the team at Agentis Air have definitely done that use offer code miles15 and once again this is a partnership you know somebody helps you out you talk about the 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 good things about their company and everybody can eat until next time I'm your host Miles Brown peace Hey guys, do you like to save? Well, I think saving is one of the best things you can do to jumpstart new projects and things like that. And one of the best things I I suggest is saving on autopilot. So if you follow my link, there's a Acorns app link, and it's a cool little investment folio where you can like take five bucks a week out of your um bank account and transfer it to this account and it literally invested into the into the stock market on autopilot for you and i suggest putting in a 5 10 maybe even 15 bucks a week and just allow that to grow and set a calendar um point of when to check it and check your account cuz you know when you save you want to be able to save and not think about it every single day So once you set that um, auto transfer directly on the app to your bank account, I would just from that point set a time to look at it. And I would say look at it every 
six months or something like that, six to 12 months and see how that money adds up and tell me what you think about it. Follow the link. You can sign up today and get like uh, $5 instantly. And then, like I said, just do an auto $5 or 10 bucks, sell a calendar invite to uh, to yourself to check your Acorns account. Um, let's say six months to a year from now and kind of see what you got in there, you know, and tell a friend. Peace. Yeah.